Day podcast. My name is Jam, and thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is about the rainbow, the rainbow flag, homosexuals, gays. So, I have a little bit of a stutter, so please excuse me if I mess up any words. Also, before I forget, apparently I'm on Spotify now too, so go check me out there. Is homosexuality. Well, homosexuality is a romantic attraction, sexual attraction, or sexual behavior between members of the same sex or gender. As a sexual orientation, homosexuality is an enduring pattern of emotional, romantic, and or sexual attractions to people of the same sex. It also refers to a person's sense of identity based on those attractions, related behaviors, and membership in the community of others who share those attractions. In short, gays are males who love other males. Now, I bet you didn't expect this to get all technical, because I didn't, but that's for this one apparently. Homosexuality is one of the main three sexual and romantic orientations, and now my dogs are barking. Alright, I'm back. Uh, obviously I don't have a very professional setup, as uh, you can hear my dogs barking in the background also. Just went over what I had previously recorded, and it sounds like poo poo. So I'm sorry about that, but I'm doing the best that I can. So <sighs> again, sorry about my poo poo recording. Um, and where was I? Okay. Oh. Homosexuality is one of the main three sexual and romantic orientations, along with heterosexuality and bisexuality. But those are a topic for another episode. Lots of gay people are categorized into types of gay people, which isn't really an actual thing. There's a common consensus between heteros, and I don't want you to think that I'm trying to use that as an offensive term because I'm not, that gay people look or act a certain way. That consensus is thrown around as a little bit of a joke in the LGBTQ community. People typically think of gay males as prideful, feminine, and loud, which, although sometimes the case, isn't always true. Putting people in boxes and labeling them is never good. Things like jocks... Oh, I lost my place. <laughs> Things like jocks or nerds or a certain type of something aren't really truly what they seem on the surface. Different people can like different things, and you can't really label someone by how they look or act on the outside. You have to know what they like, what they want to be called, and how they feel about something. And, uh, I won't lie, I've accidentally put people in categories before and not realized it. It's honestly a hard habit to get out of, but it will benefit all parties in the end. Oof, I kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there, sorry about that. Back to the topic at hand. Gay people are often shunned by the public, especially in the early aughts and before, because of being who they are and loving who they want. This makes being gay in many places quite the task, though it shouldn't be. Gay and lesbian people, in fact, all people of the LGBTQ community, are human and deserve to be treated equally. In my opinion, people who try to say that the LGBTQ community isn't real or is against God or something, are the inhumane ones. I don't think they really know what they're talking about. Well, I guess that's why I'm here. 
educating those who need it in the LGBTQ community. Alright, well that about sums up this category. Let's continue. Shall we? First known case of homosexuality. Our next category has to do with the earliest and first known cases of gayness in humans. Now, the story of how gay people were treated has varied a lot over time, from requiring all males to engage in same-sex relationship, to casual integration, to acceptance, to seeing the practice as a minor sin, pressing it through law, and pressing it through law and judicial mechanisms, and to prescribing it under penalty of death. Yeah, a lot has changed. In a 1976 study, Gwen Brode and Sarah Green, probably butchered those names, compared attitudes towards and frequency of homosexuality in the ethnographic studies available in this standard cross-cultural sample. Lots of S's. They found that out of 42 communities, homosexuality was accepted or, or ignored in none. Five communities has, had no concept of homosexuality, considered it undesirable, but did not want set punishments, and 17 strongly disapproved and punished. But this study was done in 1976, so it's very much out of date. It was accepted in some forms in ancient Greece, however, in later cultures influenced by Abrahamic religions, the law and the church established sodonymy as a transgression against divine law or requiring its nature. Sodomy? I'm not really exactly sure what that word says. I think I made the font on the script way too small, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Which most definitely isn't true. So, what was the first known case or cases of homosexuality? Well, in America, it dates back all the way to the indigenous peoples of the Americans prior to European colonization. A number of nations had respected ceremonial and social roles for homosexual, bisexual, and gender non-conforming individuals in their communities. In many contemporary Native American and First Nation communities, these roles still persist. In East, in East Asia, same-sex love has been referred to since the early since the earliest recorded history. Homosexuality in China, known as the pleasure of the bitten peach, the cutscene, or the southern custom, has been recorded since approximately 600 BCE. These euphemistic terms were used to describe behaviors, not identities. Recently, some fashionable young Chinese tend to use the term rope back to refer to homosexual men. And the success of director Ang Lee's film *Brokeback Mountain*. Relationships were marked by differences in age and social position. However, the instances of same-sex affection and sexual attraction. Whoa. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> However, the instances of same-sex affection and sexual interactions described in the classical novel Dream of the Red Chamber seem as familiar to observers in the present as do, equal, as do equivalent stories of romances between heterosexual people during the same period. So, as you can see, homosexuality, almost all kinds of sexuality it seems, have been around since 
almost forever. America, Asia, Europe, everywhere, at some point in time, can and will show cases of homosexuality. So this isn't something new. It's been around forever. Why do people feel the need, the need to say this is bad or wrong, as it clearly isn't? That's a topic in a later category, but for now, let's figure out how we got that rainbow-colored flag. Borrowing symbolism from the hippie movement and black civil rights group, groups, San Francisco artist Gilbert Baker designed the rainbow flag in response to a need for a symbol that could be used year after year. Baker and 30 volunteers hand-stitched and hand-dyed two huge prototype flags for the parade. The flags had eight stripes, each color representing a component of the community. Even after the six-stripe version of the flag had prevailed, some eight-stripe versions were still used in San Francisco for several years. But their design differed from the one introduced by Gilbert Baker. The colors which appeared on them were red, orange, yellow-orange, yellow, green, light blue, dark blue, and purple. The flag makers, while having remembered their original number, clearly did not remember the actual colors very well, believing that they were supposed to match the real rainbow as close as possible. The earliest currently known photo was taken on the 29th of July in 1980 during the Gay Freedom Day Festival and shows two flags hoisted with the opposing color orders, one with red and the other with purple at the top. In 1980, each of the eight-striped rainbow flags was accompanied with a row of plain flags, each in one of used colors. These flags were also arranged in, in opposing orders, that is, arranged in the order matching the one seen in the accompanying rainbow flag, the closest flag being the one in the topmost rainbow color. One photo is currently the only known evidence of their use, so it is still unknown whether they were ever used afterwards. After, after the November 1978 assassination of San Francisco Mayor George Mascon and openly gay supervisor Harvey Milk, and the subsequent lenient sentence given to their killer, former supervisor Dan White, the rainbow flag began to be used in San Francisco as a general symbol of the gay community. San Francisco-based Paramount Flag Company began to sell seven striped Top to bottom, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet flags from its Polk Street retail store, which was located in a large gay neighborhood. When Baker approached Paramount to make flags for the 1979 Gay Freedom Day Parade, Paramount informed Baker that fabric for the hot pink stripe was not available for mass production, and Baker dropped the hot pink stripe. Baker also asked Paramount to make vertical banners that would be split and displayed from the angular double bars of the old-style lampposts on Market Street. Baker and Paramount's vice president, Ken Hughes, agreed to drop the hot pink and turquoise stripes and replace the indigo stripe with the royal blue, resulting in three stripes on one side of the lamppost and three on the other. Soon, the six colors were incorporated into a six-striped version that became popularized and that, today, is recognized by the International Congress of Flag Makers. Regarding the gay pride rainbow flag, there was one good article in the Flag Bulletin, TFB, some years ago that gave a long history of rainbow flags.
flags and their use as a symbol for hope and difficult causes. At the NAVA conference in Sacramento, Steve Tyson, a former employee of the former flag company Paramount Flag Co. in San Francisco, presented a lecture on the origins of this particular flag. Apparently, he had taken remnants, scraps of flag material, and gone to production to the production department to make decorative flags to use the scrap material. He showed several variations. The horizontal stripes, with right in the center, became popular. The company chose to produce it without the right stripe, and from there it was adopted as the gay pride flag. Break. Alright everyone, we're going to take a short five minute break so that I can catch my breath and get some water to a little bit of nice music. Also, if I ever get popular enough to be sponsored, this is where I'll talk about my sponsorship. Thank you. 
entirely sure if that was exactly five minutes. It probably wasn't. I didn't have time to pull that. But we're back and my voice is now ready for our next section, discrimination. Talking about discrimination against the LGBTQ plus community is important to the deep history of it, and those who discriminate against the LGBT community are typically either just arrogant and wrongly informed, or Christian. I'd like to make it clear that not all Christians are rude or bad. Actually, I know a few LGBTQ plus Christians, so it's hard to categorize people that way. Anyway, the question I commonly have is, why? Why is discrimination against the LGBTQ plus community even really a thing? It's typically caused by belief systems or misinformation. Let's talk about misinformation first. Misinformation can be spread a lot of ways, especially now with the internet. It can be spread via blogs, articles, news stations, social media posts, etc. And is quite harmful to different communities, including the LGBTQ community. Sometimes misinformation is spread out of hate or revenge or from people around them. Misinformation is a big thing in the modern world. The wide availability of user-provided content in the online social media facilities and the aggregation of people around common interests, worldviews, and narratives. However, the World Wide Web is a fruitful environment for the massive diffusion of unverified rumors. It also allows for the rapid dissemination of unsustained rumors and conspiracy theories that often deliver rapid, large, but naive social responses. An example of this would be the case of Jade Helm 15, where a simple military exercise was perceived as the beginning of a new civil war in the US. Another big cause of discrimination is caused by already implanted beliefs, commonly religious ones. Now, I'm an atheist, so it's much harder for me to comment on religious beliefs, but I'll do my best to give facts with little opinion. A specific religion I want to talk about is Christianity. Within Christianity, there are a variety of views on sexual orientation and homosexuality. Even with a denomination, individuals and groups may hold different views, and not all members of a denomination necessarily support their church's views on homosexuality. The Catholic Church views as sinful any sexual act not related to procreation by a couple joined under the sacrament of matrimony. The Church states that homosexual tendencies are objectively disordered, but does not consider consider the tendency itself to be sinful, but rather a temptation towards sin. Certain other churches, Christian denominations, do not view monogamous same-sex relationships as sinful or immoral. Sorry if I'm saying anything wrong, I'm really not the best at talking. And may bless such unions and consider them marriages. These include the United States Church of Canada, the pre- trying here. I wanted to do something fun for myself. I'll just... let's continue. 
say this? The Prehistorian Church, I have no idea if I said that right, in the essay, The United Church of Christ, All German Lutheran, Reformed and United Churches, and EKD, All Swiss Reformed Churches, The Protestant Church in the Netherlands, The United Protestant Church in Belgium, The United Protestant Church of France, The Church of Denmark, The Church of Sweden, The Church of Iceland, The Church of Norway, and The Uniting Church of Australia. Finally! Now, I think it's amazing and a big relief that more and more churches across the world are being open and accepting towards gay people. It quite warms my heart, actually. However, many American evangelical and fundamentalist Christians regard homosexual acts as sinful and think they should not be accepted by society. They tend to interpret biblical verses on homosexual acts to mean that the heterosexual family was created by God to be the bedrock of civilization, and that same-sex relationships contradict God's design for marriage and violate his will. Christians who oppose homosexual relationships sometimes argue that same-gender sexual activity is unnatural. Some evangelical churches in the United States have anti-gay activists who consider that homosexuality is at the root of many social problems. Some evangelical churches in Uganda strongly oppose homosexuality and homosexuals. They have been campaigned for laws criminalizing homosexuality. This is the part of the story that I wish wasn't real. That I wish wasn't a problem and I never had to talk about it. But there's always a downside and sometimes it's better to look at these downsides and try to see how we can make them better. Homosexuality isn't a choice. Bisexuality isn't a choice. Being your ace isn't a choice. Being trans isn't a choice. Poly, pan, lesbian, non-binary. None of it's a choice. It's a realization. Now in a little bit, I'm going to be throwing some opinions at you, so this may get controversial, but please just hear me out. It's not a choice. It's something natural within us. Just like being straight isn't a choice either. So why should we be discriminated against? Nothing on or in the LGBTQ plus community is a choice. It's completely normal to feel a certain way. What is a choice? Is the choice to embrace it. Embrace who you love, why you love, what you love. Embrace who you are. Because love is love, no matter what. That brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed and have a fantastic rest of your day. If you're thinking about sharing my podcast with any of your friends or family, which I would really appreciate, by the way, my name is Jam, and my pronouns are they, them. I'd also like to note the purpose of this podcast is to inform the uninformed, and the opinions are merely coincidence, or just thrown in there. Anyway, love others, love yourself, embrace who you are, and I'll see you later. written, produced, voiced, and edited by yours truly.